Please get set to be blessed by the teaching ministry of Reverend Dan Paul Fredericks, the lead pastor of the City of Grace. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to talk to us on the ignorance in the body of Christ. Hallelujah. In Hosea 4, it says, My people perish, or my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, because thou hast rejected knowledge. Amen. It's not as if knowledge is not available, but we have rejected knowledge. We don't want to, like, dig for knowledge. Amen. We're just, I don't want to say we're lazy, but we're just ignorant. Amen. If you go to the net now, whatever you're looking for, you just type it and information will come up for you. So there's this saying that if you want to hide anything from a black man, put it in a book. He will hardly find it because we are lazy to read. Amen. We as Christ followers often don't find time to study our Bibles. Amen. When we are at home, most times during leisure, we don't even like maybe listening to or watching the men of God preaching or listening to um, audios of the men of God. Rather, we sit down watching Telemundo, African Magic, and even if you're going to be on Facebook, you can be on Facebook and still study the word. You can be on Facebook and still preach the word. You can be on WhatsApp and still study and preach the word. But most times what we do is we chat, we comment on what um, friends are doing or what friends have posted 247. We don't really find time to say, okay, we want to study the word. What is the word saying? concerning this situation. That is why most of the times when trials and, and temptation comes, it sweeps us. Just because we don't know how to face the trial, we don't know how to face the temptation, we are always feeling that, why is this happening to me? If I am a good um, follower of Christ, coming to church is not in code a good characteristics of a Christ follower. You might be coming to church just to fill in the chairs. You might be coming to church just because of your friend. You might be coming to church just because you want to impress a pastor. You might be coming to church because you have one need or the other. But is your coming to church to serve God? Is your coming to church to seek God? Because I believe all the messages that we've been getting from the um, pulpits all the messages that we've been getting, in one way or the other, when we take it home and we study, this is what the pastor has said, yes. This is what the word has said, yes. When I go back home, I need to like sit down, study and say, okay, this thing that the pastor said, is it in line with what the word of God is saying? Or is it everything that I get from the pulpit that I accept? It's just from the man of God. Whether he's correct or he's wrong, it's just from the man of God. Like the story about the titan on Facebook, you'll be surprised at what people that you think know the word are commenting. 
Amen. When the Dapchi um, girls were returned and um, Leah was retained, I bumped into one post and I was angry in my spirit because the post was like, if it is the will of God, let her be released. As in, they've already concluded that Leah will be abused by these men and we have forgotten that the God will serve says he will never leave us nor forsake us no matter what we are going through. He said he will always be there with us in as much as physically we are not seeing any sign that is showing that God is with us but this is what his word says and if this is what his word says we as his followers are supposed to hold onto that word until we see results. Amen. That okay She's going to be molest. Let's pray for her that, well, you know, that kind of prayers. I was like, when I commented, I was like, where is your authority in Christ? Why did Jesus die? Why did he give you the authority to take authority over, the over your surroundings, over that which that is happening around you? Amen. I don't know if we've heard the story of, I know pastor have said it here, of Kenneth Hagin and Jesus. When he was, Jesus was there talking with him. They were having a conversation and all of a sudden a demon appeared from nowhere and the demon started making noise. The demon started making some distraction and he was looking at Jesus. Can't you do something? Why are you allowing this demon to disturb or disrupt our conversation? Jesus did not say anything. Jesus was talking and the demon was talking at the same time. But he had to go to a point that he himself rebuked the demon. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And before you knew it, the demon was quiet and the demon disappeared from that place. Hallelujah. And he asked Jesus, he said, why, why were you quiet? He said, I've given you the authority. I cannot do anything. When Jesus died on the cross, he said, it is finished. He has given us all powers, all authority to be able to live on the face of this earth. Hallelujah. Job 3, 25 and 26. Can we please open to Job 3, 25 and 26. It says, For the thing which I greatly feared is come upon me. That which I was afraid of is come, upon, is come unto me. I was not in safety, neither had I had rest, neither was I quiet yet. Trouble came. Hallelujah. What I understand by this scripture is that everything you nurtured, every fear that you nurtured on the inside of you will come to pass. Amen. Every fear, maybe fear of death, fear of accidents, whatever kind of fear. I remember like last two, last two weeks or last week, I was supposed to go to school. So I woke up. Before I even, before the Saturday came, I was so disturbed. I was like, I don't know why. Is it the driving from Kaduna to Zaria or what? I was just restless. Even that morning, I woke up. I was like, my, my classmate called me and said that I needed to come because of um, project and stuff like that. But I was like, I don't really want to go to that school. I'm just tired. I don't want to go. I was just restless. But as I woke up, and I said, God, 
I am supposed to be in this school. School has resumed ever since and I have not resumed. I am supposed to resume to meet my supervisor. It is necessary for me to go to school. But I said, God, let your will be done. If it's your will for me to go to this school, let me have strength. But if it's not your will, let me be disturbed that I will give up going. The moment I said that, I had strength. I entered the bathroom, took my baths. I went late though. On my way going, something that has never happened to me. On my way going along Kao Road. One J5 from nowhere, I just it was early in the morning, you know, around after eight. It's not as if it was nine or ten. A J5 just came from nowhere and entered my front. I just laughed. And I escaped that one. The next one that will happen was that the traffic water has stopped the cars that were coming and has given us order and was ordering us to come. I was just coming, just like, it wasn't even up to like five meters or so. One um, other car just came and turned in my front. As God will have it, I just had this control and I was able to control myself to the other side. I didn't hit the road and I didn't hit the car. The car now came and passed. Immediately that happened, I just had peace in my spirit. Amen. So I was like, Lord, I thank you that I was able to escape this. I always tell my husband, I said, if you're driving, it's not by skills. It's just by the mercy of God. He's the one that protects. Why am I saying this? Whenever you are afraid, you knew, I told you that I woke up, I was having restlessness. You understand? Had it been maybe part of the restlessness was that you're going to have accident today. And I just kept quiet and said, yes. Anything or the thought came and I was unable to reject it. It will come to pass. Amen. Any imagination that comes to you, if it is a positive one, say amen to it. But if it is a negative one, the more it comes, the more you counter it. And you don't just counter it, you counter it words. The word of God has said, as in God has not given unto us the spirit of fear, but the spirit of love and of sound mind. Amen. Every time fear comes to you, just tell yourself that God has not given me the spirit of fear. That is what he has said in his word. And because he has said it, it will never fall to the ground unfulfilled. It is left for you and I to believe what the word has said. But if we refuse to believe it, some of us, I don't know if any of us that fears darkness is here. Some people cannot really stay in darkness. The moment there is no light, you will hear them screaming. But if there is light, everywhere will be clear. But the moment there is no light, I don't know what we are afraid of. Amen. Hallelujah. We are tempted by the desires of our hearts. James 1, 13 to 14 says, let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted he any man. Hallelujah. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lusts and enticed. As humans and followers of Christ, we are tempted daily and faced with diverse temptation. Hallelujah. Whether we like it or not, no matter how beautifully dressed we are looking, no matter how we try to use makeup to cover whatever we are going through, the word of God is true and it is coming to pass. 
Whether we like it or not, we are faced with diverse trials and temptations. And anytime trials or temptation comes, it is what you have stored on the inside of you that will determine if you know God or not. Not by coming to church. Amen. If you study the word and the devil tries to tempt you, okay, like, um, for example, if your child has been sent out of school due to school fees, or you yourself were sent out of school due to school fees or maybe rent or something. Hallelujah. You know, it's a trial. It's a challenge. In as much as you're working or you have tried to save money for all these things, but when it came, unfortunately, you looked around, there's no money anywhere, and nobody is trying to say, okay, come and take this money, I want to assist you or something. Hallelujah. You know, at that point, anything can happen. The devil might come and say, ha, ah, my dear sister, you know you are beautiful. Maybe there's this man that has been disturbing you, and you've told yourself, no matter what, I will never go to this man for help. Amen. No matter what, I'll never go to this man for help. But that need was so consumed you that you don't have an option than to call that man. And you know what happens next for a female sister? Maybe for a man, he's one sugar, uh, sugar mommy that has been disturbing you. Or he's even one single lady. The moment you go to men for help, the devil doesn't give anything free of charge. Hallelujah. He doesn't give anything free of charge. The moment you go to that person for help, the person will be demanding for one thing or the other. Even if the person tries helping you today, next time you come back, it's an open door, or let me say an opportunity, like um, what widows face nowadays, is that the moment a woman goes to a man or anybody for help, the next thing the man will be telling you is that, okay, you have this need. I used to be your, your husband's friend, or I used to be a family friend. This, Somebody you least expect that will ask you to come and sleep with him, the person will tell you, come and sleep with me. Anything you want, I'm going to give you. Amen. But once you have the word, and you know what the word says, that he's going to supply your needs according to his riches and glory, you hold on to that until he makes something happen in your life. Amen. But when, once you're faced with trials, you don't have any scripture, you're just restless, you're just overwhelmed, you would be like, at this point, I don't have an option. What can I do? Most of the times, we don't trust God and believe that he can supply all our needs. True or false? Most of the times, we don't trust God because the situation around tells us that, my dear, there's no hope coming from nowhere. Even the people that you think will help you. Some, you even see the money, you see it there. But when the need comes, they will not be willing to help you as far as they are concerned. So no matter the kind of trials you're going through, Jesus has gone through it before you. Hallelujah. Jesus has gone through every trial. You are not the first person that is going through that trial. One thing I love with God is that he allows us go through divers of trials and temptations. Hallelujah. You remember the story of Job? God allowed him. God, as in, God had a conversation with the devil and he said, this man is righteous. Just go and do anything you want to do with him, but don't touch his soul. And the devil was like, okay, 
He's going to turn back at you. But God said, just go. God gave the devil the opportunity. Go and try him. And what happened at the end of the day? Amen. So I'm trying to tell us that God will allow, or God has allowed, and he's still allowing things to happen to us. Not because he's a wicked God. You remember the scripture we read in James said, anytime we are, we are tempted, we should not tell ourselves that we are tempted by God. No. God is not an evil God that he will allow us to be tempted by evil. We are only tempted by our heart desires. Just as I've said, we are tempted by what we desire that it should happen to us. But if we don't have the word of God to back it up, the devil will also give us a suggestion. Amen. One thing I love with God is that anytime a situation comes, as in he honors his word more than his name. He honors his word. He said, one thing is that my word will never fall to the ground unfulfilled. The word of God in our lives will never fall to the ground unfulfilled. So based on what you know, anytime the trials come, that's how you will be able to counter it. The devil doesn't just ask when the situation or circumstances um, shows itself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When Jesus was faced with... Um, when the devil tempted Jesus, what happened? A situation. Or, yeah, an opportunity was available for the devil in the sense that the, the Bible says that Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights and Jesus was hungry. Hallelujah. Jesus was hungry and that is why the devil was able to tempt him. And let's not forget that when Jesus was on earth, he was 100% human and 100% spirit. Hallelujah. But before that temptation, there's the tendency that Jesus prayed, he studied the word, he had a relationship with the Father. Anytime we are fasting, we are asked to pray, we are asked to study the word because when you say you want to study or you want to do anything, anytime you come out of it, the devil is waiting. He wants to test this person and say, okay, let me know what you think you know. Hallelujah. The Lord has given us his word as a weapon to always counter the devil. Remember the devil is the king of this earth. Hallelujah. Everything on this earth belongs to him. So he has control. He has control over everything. He has control. It's only, it's only Christ followers that, as in when we give God the opportunity, he has control over what we do. When we say, Father, let your will be done. Father, this is what your word says. The word of God says, come, let us reason together. Amen. Let us reason together. Give me your reasons. Let me bring up my reasons. What are, he, what are his reasons? His reasons are the word of God. Hallelujah. As Christ followers, we have some characteristics in our lives, which is the first one that I wrote here is that meditate on God's word day and night. That is, we'll find it in Joshua 1.8. Meditate on the word of God day and night. Why is God, or why did God give Joshua that instruction to meditate on his word day and night? So that when we are faced with trials, when we are faced with situations, we can be able to use the word of God. The only thing that the devil obeys is the word of God. Hallelujah. And the only thing that God honors is his word. 
Hallelujah. If I'm going through this situation, what does the word of God say regarding this situation? I will cling on to that and I'll run on to it. And the second one is that doers of the word of God, we should be doers of the word of God, not just hearers in James 1, 22, that says, but be a doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Amen. Because if you are just an, a hearer of the word of God and you don't do what the word says, you're not deceiving me. You're deceiving yourself. You, you don't go to club. You come to church. You're supposed to go to somewhere maybe to get money. You abandon it. You say you want to come to church because you want to hear the word of God. And when you come to the church, you only hear. And after hearing, it dies here. You go out. The devil can play with you the way he wants. You don't have any word to counter what the devil, uh, what, yeah, you don't have any word to counter what the, the devil is saying. So when you come to church only to hear and leave the word here, you're only deceiving yourself. Hallelujah. You're not, I always tell people, I say, if you want to know God, you want to have a relationship with God, please know God for yourself. Know God for yourself. When you die, Hallelujah. When we are going to be judged based on our works as Christians, God will not ask you, why didn't you allow your wife to serve me? Or why didn't you allow your husband to serve me? Or why didn't you allow your friend? Or God will ask you about you. Hallelujah. I created you for this purpose. I created you for this reason. What have you done with your life? How, how have you tried to serve me with the time that I've given you? Amen. You deprive... I say, see, if you want to serve the devil, if you want to serve the world, just leave the church out of it. Go out and serve the devil wholeheartedly so that when it, at the end of the day, you're like, yes, I know I was neither here nor there. Hallelujah. Because when you come to church with the word, imagine how frustrated the man of God is when he teaches on prosperity, when he teaches on health, when he teaches on protection, when he teaches on um, uh, protection and the rest of it. And at the end of the day, he'll be at his house. One day, you will call him and say, uh, sir, please come and pray for my health. Hallelujah. There's nothing wrong to do that. Hallelujah. There's nothing wrong to do that. But you should not be the only person that will be calling for prayers. Please pray for my health. Please pray for this. Please, please pray for that. Just as he told us on Sunday, he said, the same thing that Jesus did, he has given us power to do it. When he died on the cross, he said, it is finished. He said, these are the signs that will follow you that believe. When you pray for the sick, they will be healed. When you pray for the de death, they will rise again. Hallelujah. When he gave an illustration of maybe an, a handicap coming to church, I'd be like, no. This one is not for me. I cannot be able to pray for this person to be healed. Let me call on pastor. Hallelujah. We as Christ followers, we have passed that level. Amen. We have passed that level. We're moving from glory to glory. As we lay hands on ourselves and we get healed, we believe, as we believe that we'll lay hands on people and they will get healed. We'll lay hands on the death and they will resurrect back to life. Amen. So just as I've said earlier, the only weapon against the devil is the word of God. Hallelujah. Sometimes you just sit down and divers of thoughts will be running through your mind. The devil will be telling you that 
this service that you're rendering unto God is not fruitful. I don't know if you've had that experience. I've had that experience. The devil will just tell you it's not fruitful. Or maybe you have sown a seed and you're expecting a harvest and the devil will tell you, why did you even sow that seed in the first place? Did you really hear from God? Hallelujah. But the word of God has said, there's always a seed time and a harvest time. There's nothing that you sow for the kingdom of God that you never reap. If it is service, hallelujah, don't, excuse me, don't look at anybody's face. Whether you're the only one that comes to church, come to church not because you're doing it unto man, you're doing it unto God. He that sees in the secrets is the one that will reward one openly. Amen. So every service you're doing, do it unto God, not unto man. Hallelujah. So what kind of trials are you facing? What kind of trials are you facing? What kind of trouble are you facing? Just the way our faces are different. We all have different challenges. Amen. Some of us, maybe if we should open our mouths and say the kind of challenges that we're going through, we will not... The next person will be like, you mean you're going through this and you're still coming to church? Or you mean you're going through this and you're still looking the way you're looking? Hallelujah. But we have God who is in heaven that says he will never leave us nor forsake us. Because he has said that, he will never leave me nor forsake me. I'm clinging onto him that no matter what I'm going through, he's there by my side. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You might be of age and you're not married. Everybody around you is married whether male or female, hallelujah. I know male through, go through a lot of things from their parents, from their friends. Maybe all the guys that you've graduated from school together all have gotten married. You go to, especially Facebook now, Facebook can be, I don't know, like call it encouraging or discouraging. Somebody that you've not seen for years, you just click on the person's name, you now see that the person is showing his pictures with three children. You'll be like, ah, this person used to be my classmate. So, ah, this person is married with three children. You know, because it's your heart desire to be married, but the time has not come for you to be married, the devil will start bringing thoughts. Thoughts. If care is not taken, you start competing, comparing yourselves with others. But as children of God, we believe that there's time for everything on earth. Hallelujah. There's no need for us to compete with, every, with people around. He said, everything on earth will pass away except the word of God. Everything on earth will pass away except the word of God. If the devil is telling you that at this age you're still not married, what are you doing with your life? Blah, 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 blah. You tell him that this is what the word of God has said. This is what the, uh, the word of God has said. Hallelujah. Regarding marriage, I will be married. She is the one that had um, institutionalized marriage because he has created marriage. I know and I know that I'll be married someday. Hallelujah. Because his mouth has said it, his spirit has um, taken care of it. I will be married someday. Amen. No matter what the devil tells you, tell him that I am fearfully made. I am wonderfully made. I'm fearfully made. I know that one day, as a woman, you're not supposed to go out and look for a man. It is the man that is supposed to look for you. He will locate my address. Hallelujah. And as a man... Hallelujah. That woman that God has created for me, I will locate her 
and she'll be my wife in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Is it a job that you're looking for? Is it a business that you want to start? Is it a house that you want to move into? Is it admission that you're looking for? The devil will bring... My younger sister was discussing with some people. I said, she stayed at home for 13 good years without gaining admission into the university. But every time she goes out in a seminar, she does better than people that have graduated. Anytime there is a test or something, she does better. We'll look at her and be like... Is it that she's not intelligent? She's intelligent. She speaks fluent, better English. Anytime she stands out to talk, you'd be like, anytime she tells people that she's not a graduate, that she has not gone to any high institution, people don't believe her. Hallelujah. Because she's exposed and they think that, okay, you can only be exposed. But she, one thing I love with her is that she loves God and she knows God. And that is what I believe has been keeping her. She stayed for 13 good years. After secondary school, I think she finished secondary school at the age of, if I'm not mistaken, 14, 15. Yeah, 14, 15. She stayed at home. She would write jam. Sometimes she get good, good um, results. Sometimes she doesn't. She wrote WAEG. She got her papers. But lastly, I have pleaded with her. I said, go and read nothing. She said she doesn't want nothing. Go and do this, she said she doesn't want. And I said, okay. Finally, we said, okay, right. Um, even she applied for remedials, I think, is it once or twice? She didn't get admission. Hallelujah. But she kept, she kept on fighting until last year she now um, got the remedials form. And after getting the remedials form, she wrote her exams and to God be the glory. She has gained admission. Amen. But one thing that I want to encourage us is that no matter how long it takes, no matter how long it takes, if it is the word of God regarding our lives, if it is the promises of God regarding our lives, it's coming to pass. Hallelujah. The devil will also always make us to feel as if the word of God is not true. Because it's not happening, we are not seeing it. But when we hold on to it, it will come to pass in our lives in the name of Jesus. The word of God is mighty. His word is strong. His word is like a two-edged sword. Penetrating and dividing into the souls of men. Hallelujah. When you avail yourself to the word of God, when you open up to the word of God, he's going to give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And once that revelation hits you, amen, there's nothing the devil can do about it. And that is what he's fighting in our lives. What he's fighting is that we should not be able to know what the word is saying regarding our situation. Hallelujah. We should, the word of God says none None, none shall be barren. Barrenness is not only in terms of um, carrying a child in your womb. Barrenness can mean barrenness in finances, barrenness in health. Every day it is you that they are going to your house to go and lay hands on you because you're suffering from one sickness or the other. Hallelujah. Every day you're the one that is complaining, I don't have transport to come to church. Every barrenness, the word of God says, nothing shall die in my hand. Because nothing shall die in my hand. No child will die in my hand. No business will die in my hand. Hallelujah. Whatsoever I lay my hands on prospers. In as much as I'm laying my hands and I'm not seeing the prosperity, I keep confessing until it comes to pass. Hallelujah. Remember the story of the woman that um, one guest speaker came and said that she had cancer. That she prayed for how many months? Three good months without rest. 
night, she and her husband will wake up and they will be confessing, we are healed. As her hair, we are going out. She was looking ill. She refused to be ill. When she goes to work, they will say, Madam, you're looking ill. She said, no, I'm not looking ill. I refuse to be ill. Hallelujah. I am strong. I'm healthy. And she kept confessing. What, 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 kind, of, what kind of heart or what kind of mind will make you to have that kind of, to make that kind of confession if you have not taken your time to study the word of God and have not believed what the word has said? I was telling my husband, I said, if me, if I was that woman, I would give up. What does it mean that I will not sleep at night? Because I treasure my sleep. Wake up at night following my husband. Because the husband told her, I said, Madam, it is your faith that will save you, not mine. Because it is you that is not feeling fine. Me, I've already stretched out my faith and I believe that you're healed in the name of Jesus. What about you? Hallelujah. We also heard the story of um, Bishop Oedepo and his wife too. That God told him, after all the prayers, calling everybody to come and pray, laying hands and doing, God told him, he said, it's her faith that will heal her. Hallelujah. So what am I trying to say? The pastor should not be studying for you. Your husband should not be studying for you. Your wife, excuse me, your wife should not be studying for you. Every one of us, it is our responsibility to know God for ourselves. When we know God for ourselves and we have that wisdom and revelation, nobody will, nobody will come and tell us, okay, healing is taking place here. I will start running. I want to be healed. I want to receive this. You are neither here nor there. You're running helter-skelter just because you don't know what the word says. You don't even know your authority in Christ. Hallelujah. Most times, as you keep confessing, it will look as if God is not even there. Hallelujah. It will look as if God is not even there. As if you're the only one that is going through what you're going through. But as you keep at it, as you keep at it, as you keep studying, as you keep studying, hallelujah, as you keep asking God for wisdom and revelation, the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened, hallelujah. Your eyes don't just be enlightened in one day. You keep hearing, you keep studying, you keep at it, and your eyes will be enlightened, hallelujah. Based on Ephesians, you are molded and broken by the, way, by the word of God, hallelujah. When, when, you're, when you're broken by the word of God, your thinking faculty changes. Hallelujah. When, when, when you have that revelation, you love effortlessly. Hallelujah. When you have that revelation, the way you communicate with people changes. When you have that revelation, anybody that sees you will know that there is something different about this person. Amen. So I encourage us to study the word of God. Hallelujah. As we study the word of God, the spirit of the Lord begins to manifest. Hallelujah. Sorry, I'm taking your time. Let me go to the, my main text for today, which is in Matthew 4, 3 to 11. Hallelujah, are we there? Matthew 4, 3 to 11. Are we there? I hope I'm not the only one talking. Are we there? Amen. Matthew 4, 3 says, 
When the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bright. Hallelujah. Imagine, imagine the devil coming to ask God, just as I've told us earlier, when he came to the face of earth, he was 100% human and he was 100% God. He fasted and he was hungry. Hallelujah. That is to say, a situation was created. An opportunity for the devil to strike was created. Imagine when you're hungry, you don't look for your best food. Anything you see, you want to eat just to quench that hunger. Hallelujah. So the devil now said, okay, this is an opportunity. This man is claiming that he's the son of God. Okay, let me meet him. If you know you are the son of God, why can't you turn this stone to be bread? And you know, as humans now, if you meet me and say, okay, if you know you are Esther, if you know you are Mrs. Martins, do this. I'll like want to show you that, okay, it's me that you want to try. Okay, I'll try to do it to prove a point. But because he was 100% God and he knew who he was dealing with, because he has stored up the word of God in him, what did he tell the devil? Hallelujah. What did he tell the devil? He said, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the man of God, of the mouth of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. Just as I've told us earlier that God honors his word more than his name. It is written, Jesus now took his word and counter what the devil has said. If you know you are God, turn this um, stone into bread. But he said, no. In as, much as, I'm, in as much as I am God, in as much as, as I have the ability to turn this stone into bread, I will not do it because you say I should do it. I will not do it because I'm proving a point to you. Hallelujah. I, I'm not doing it because I'm proving a, a point to you. But a man shall not live by bread alone. Hunger will not kill you. Hunger should not make you to go and steal. Hunger should not make you to go and enter a deal that will make you to compromise your faith. You might be hungry in trying to get a house of your own. All your mates have gotten a house, but you don't have a house. Just the way you came into this world differently is the way that your friend or your brother came into this world. There's time for everything. Hallelujah. We went to the garage and we saw one car. Is it prelude or so? My love. Is it prelude? Prelude. And they were saying, they remember when this prelude was in existence. Eh? Everybody wanted to get prelude. Today, where is prelude? When Blackberry came, we watched a lot of movies on Blackberry. So many people, both males and females, died because of Blackberry. Hallelujah. Just because people were hungry for the things of the earth and they compromised their faith. And where are they today? So, because Jesus has gone through it, when we go through it, we counter it with the word. That's why I said, then the devil taking him up into the holy city and sated him on a pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, if thou be the son of God, cast thyself down for it is written. The devil is telling God again that it is written. He shall give his angels charge concerning thee and in their hands, they shall bear thee up lest at any time thou dash their food against a stone. That is Psalm 91. 
The devil took the scripture because he knows that God understands the scripture. And he was giving, the, he was giving God the scripture back to him. But God answered him and said, And said unto him, If thou be... Jesus answered unto him and said, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Verse 8 says, Again the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them and said unto him, All these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said unto him, Get thee hence, Satan. Get, get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him alone shalt thou serve. Then the devil levered him and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Hallelujah. As I've said earlier, this is my main text. This is Jesus. We are followers of Jesus. We are supposed to follow his examples. This is God himself. And when the devil, when the devil came, he used the scripture back to the devil. You see where the devil used the scripture back to him? That's to tell you that we are not dealing with somebody who is ignorant. We, we are dealing with somebody who knows the scripture too. So if you don't know the scripture to counter him, what will happen? Hallelujah. When you don't know the scripture to counter him, what will happen? You always fall into it. At all the three stages at which Jesus was tempted of the devil, he had a scriptural backing, which is our perfect example. He had a scriptural backing. When the devil tries to compare you with others, that they are blessed, what do you do? You tell him, I am blessed and highly favored. Hallelujah. I've been blessed with all spiritual blessings. I don't need to do anything more to be blessed. It's just a manifestation that I expect. Hallelujah. When he says this sickness or illness will kill you, hallelujah. You know the devil brings thoughts. Maybe when you're not feeling fine or stuff like that, you'll be like, this illness will kill you. Hallelujah. What do you tell him? By the stripes of Jesus, I've been healed. Jesus took 39 lashes for me. Hallelujah. How many times will I fall ill on the face of the earth? He took 39 lashes on my behalf. Why will I allow it to go in vain? and be allowing myself to fall ill. Hallelujah. He said, when he says you will die, you shall not die. You tell him that I shall not die, but I will live to declare the words of the Lord. For with long life, he has satisfied me and shown me his salvation. When you sow and it seems as if you have made a mistake because you're not smelling harvest any clothes, you're not smelling and tell him that the word of the Lord doesn't fall to the ground unfulfilled without accomplishing that which that it says, it will accomplish because the word says, whatsoever you reap of the face of the earth, you are going to reap it in the name of Jesus. As followers of Christ, we need to guard our hearts. Hallelujah. Our minds need to be renewed with the word of God. When our minds are not renewed, we are there watching um, Kardashian, we are there watching Z-World, we are there watching Telemundo, and we are faced with marital issues or we are faced with relationship issues. We don't have any back, um, scriptural backing. We'll be thinking, okay, what happened in this um, episode in Telemundo? 
shade, this is what happens. And you'll be thinking that you would take that to solve your own problem. It doesn't work like that. And because you're a, sorry, because you're a child of God, the devil is after you. Let me just be honest with you. Because you have chosen to serve Christ, because you have chosen to serve God, the devil is after you day in, day out. You will be out of this trial before you know it, you have entered another one. You'll be out of this temptation before you know it, you have entered another one. Not because you are an ordinary person, because you carry something that the devil wants to distract. He wants to distract and ensure that you don't serve that God wholeheartedly. What does the word say regarding your finances, regarding your protection, regarding your health, regarding security, regarding guidance, regarding your authority in Christ? Hallelujah. Each of these um, topics, for example, they have scriptural backings. Go into it. If the devil is challenging your finances, what does the word say regarding my finances? What is the word saying that I should do? If the devil is challenging your health, what is the word saying regarding my health? Your protection, hallelujah. You have a shop on your house. The, the thieves come in and out, come and um, disrupt your peace. What is your, the word of God saying regarding that? Hallelujah. The word of God says, meditate on my word. Feed on my word. Ensure you do not depart from it because it will help you to stand firm. It says, it will help you to stand firm in times of adversity. Anytime you are faced with trials, you are faced with diverse problems, it is only the word of God that will make you to stand strong. But when you don't study, what happens? Hallelujah. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And every other thing shall be added unto you. Seek first the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God saying? We have it in the Bible. Seek it first. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing. Do not be worried about what you will eat or drink. Hallelujah. We serve the God that has supplied all our needs according to his riches in glory. Hallelujah. When you have the knowledge of who God is. When you have the knowledge of who God is, you will not suffer. Hallelujah. You will not suffer. You will not have food to eat in your house and you will not be worried. Because you know it's not all about food. You know you serve a God. There was a time our gas got finished at home. And we just sat and that morning we woke up, we just prayed in turns, prayed in turns and we just, we didn't know what to do but we just stayed. We were at home and somebody else called us out. Please come to the shop. Oh, somebody wants to buy a wrapper. Hallelujah. Imagine if we were pondering, how are we going to get this gas? Where are we going to get money to buy this gas? But we left it unto God. He said, cast your cares unto me. Hallelujah. Cast your cares unto me. What is that thing that you want God to do for you? Never give up. The devil will tell you, it will not come to pass. And if you believe it, it will happen. But the word of God says the word, God honors his word more than his name. He honors his word more than his name. If the word of God, and we know the word of God is God in a written form. Hallelujah. Every, every written word in the Bible proceeded out of the man of, uh, mouth of God. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit guided those who wrote the Bible. Hallelujah. There is nothing that is written in the Bible that is false. Because God has said it, it will come to pass. Because God has said it and I believe it, it will come to pass in our lives. May God help us as we cling unto his word. Amen. Hello. I'm sure you have been blessed by the message. We would like for you to join us every Sunday by 8.30 a.m. at the City of Grace. 
Karuga Road, Kamazo Kaduna South. God bless you richly and enjoy grace. Overflow shall be your